Today on the Cursiverse podcast, we have the pleasure of being joined by David Kaplan, the pre- and post-game show host of Cubs TV. During the interview, I got Dave's perspective on some of the most pressing questions facing the Cubs this October. And while you're listening, you might want to check out teespring.com slash reverse the curse, where you can get a pretty sick limited edition t-shirt so that you can represent your Cubs in style this October. So head over there, check it out, and without further ado, here's the interview. It is my pleasure now to bring on our guest today, David Kaplan. He's the host of Sports Talk Live in Chicago, the co-host of the Cubs TV pre- and post-game show, and the host of Cap & Co., on ESPN 1000. David, I know you're especially busy uh, during this part of the season, so we really appreciate your time today. Oh, it's an honor to be with you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So starting uh, with the Cubs and this recent stretch where they haven't been uh, quite as good. We've seen them earlier in the season just kind of dominate this league, and lately they've looked uh, a little bit more mortal, a little bit more like the rest of the teams in this league. Um, but one guy I want to hit on in particular is Jake Arietta. He's kind of struggled of late to go deep into games, hasn't really been the same dominant force that he's been in the past. Is Jake Arietta's struggles a concern for the Cubs going into October? I don't think they are. Now, I'll you know, say to you that, yes, he struggled with his command, but in terms of how he's been hit, he's still been pretty dominant. He's one of the most uncomfortable at-bats in baseball if you talk to different hitters. Hmm. He is also a guy whose opponent's batting average is still outstanding. So, yeah, his command, I think, is the one thing. I'm watching him as we speak. He's throwing a bullpen session right now with John Lackey's out there watching him, working with him, as is Chris Basio. They're trying to figure out a couple of things. So, now, while we're talking, I'm watching him. I, I don't have any concern that Jake's going to be just fine. One guy who hasn't had any problems of late is Kyle Hendricks. He had the uh, very near no-hitter a few days back, and he's really just uh, really come into his own at the top of the Cubs rotation. Do you think Kyle Hendricks is a legitimate candidate for the Cy Young Award? I do. I don't think he's the number one guy on the roster here. I think the number one guy is probably John Lester, I do think. Uh, it'll come down to either Lester, Max Scherzer, Hendricks. Uh, Kenley Jansen's had a lot of you know hype for him. Yeah. Uh, I don't think Jake is a candidate this year. I don't, even though he's got a lot of wins. Uh, he hasn't been what he was a year ago, and so I think people will hold that against him as a voter. But I do think right now if I had to vote, I'd probably give it to John Lester. The Cubs, as I mentioned earlier, have kind of been a little bit more average of late. I believe they've split their last 16 games. I think they're an even 8-8. Eight and eight. Is it important that the Cubs finish the year strong and surging like they have been throughout the season, or is this kind of slight tail off okay at this point in the year? Yeah, I think it's okay. I think guys are just trying to stay healthy. Uh, you know, they're not pulling out all the stops, so to speak. It's not like they're going to... You know, use Chapman three days in a row to make sure they win baseball games. It's not like they make sure that they're going to just grind as hard as they can. They're in. They just want the home field advantage. That magic number is down to five. So I think they're going to be just fine. I really do once they get to the postseason. If you had to pinpoint maybe one weakness that this team has that could prevent them uh, from going far in October, what would you say that is? Uh, if I had to be, we have one weakness that I might have some, you know, trepidation about the Chicago Cubs, it would 
A, obviously health, and everyone would tell you that, hmm. uh, that the health part of it, if somebody was to go down, but they do have tremendous depth. They're probably their high rate of strikeouts. They've cut that. They're still a high rate of strikeout team. So I would think that probably would have some impact. That was the problem last year when the Mets beat the Cubs. They just, their pitching was so tough. Now, hmm. I don't know if there's a team out there that has that type of pitching at this point in the season. The Mets are banged up with injury. The other teams don't have the depth that we saw last year. If you had to pinpoint one team that you think uh, the Cubs would prefer to face come playoff time, what do you think that team would be? Is there a team that you think they would match up against better than other teams that are in the playoff picture right now? Uh, who they would match up with better, did you say? Yeah, like is there is there a team out there that you think they would match up better than the other teams that are in the playoff picture right now? Um, I mean, look, I would like a shot at the New York Mets, A, to pay them back from last <laughs> year, but I also think the Mets are a banged-up baseball team. I really do. I think they are exceptionally injured, and that's unfortunate for them and their fan base. But from a Cub perspective, you know, a team that doesn't have Neil Walker, a team that doesn't have David Wright, a team that doesn't have Lucas Duda, doesn't have Jacob deGrom, may get Steven Matz back, and who knows what he's going to be. Doesn't have Matt Harvey. I mean, that's a banged-up baseball team. So, from a Cub perspective, yeah, I'd love to see the Mets. Jason Hamill just won his 15th game, and for a lot of people, they would look at a season like that and and marvel, especially for a guy like Hamill who hasn't been uh, an ace by any means over the course of his career. Um, but a lot of people have wondered if maybe Jason Hamill has kind of pitched his way possibly out of a playoff spot just because of the struggles he's had recently. Do you think that could be the case for Jason Hamill? Uh, you know, I think they have to make a decision, Jesse, that he can pitch out of the bullpen effectively. Now, you know, people say, well, maybe you keep him for long relief. Look, if you're using a guy for long relief, in the playoffs, you're probably getting your head kicked in because <laughs> you're going to ride your starters as hard as you can. So I don't know if you, barring an injury, and you're allowed to replace someone for injury, you know, I'd have to know, did he feel like he could pitch out of the bullpen? If he can pitch out of the bullpen, then that is something that would definitely you know, work in his favor. But if he can't pitch out of the bullpen and hasn't pitched out of the bullpen, then I think, you know, you've got a situation where this veteran guy who won 15 games might not be on your playoff roster. Jason Hayward has marveled all season long with his glove in the outfield. He has really one of the best in the game, but his hitting uh, has really struggled uh, throughout the entire season. Would you say uh, that from the Cubs' perspective, even though they probably wouldn't admit this up front, would you say that they might possibly regret the investment into Jason Hayward that they made over the offseason? Well, I mean, I don't think it's, you know, breaking any ground here, breaking news to say they paid a guy $184 million and he's really struggled offensively that they would like a do-over. Sure, but there is no such a thing as a do-over. He's, gonna, he's probably going to win the gold glove in right field. He's going to be in the starting lineup when they play in the playoffs, and you hope that playoff time he comes up with some big hits, and if he does, people will forget about his struggles during the season. If the Cubs were to have a must-win, say, Game 7 that they were playing at home in the playoffs, who would you want to be on the mound for that Game 7? John Lester. Not even a question in my mind. John Lester. Hmm. Uh, he's their best pitcher this year. He's won two World Series. He's pitched in pressure situations. 
Oh, uh, yeah, that would be the guy. For me, based on how they're pitching today, I would want John Lester. Is Chris Bryant the National League MVP in your opinion? I mean, hard to make a case against him, I would tell you that. Hmm. But you look at the analytical numbers based on late-game pressure situations, Chris's numbers pale in comparison to Anthony Rizzo. So, for me, I would probably lean toward Anthony, but Chris has, what, six more home runs. Anthony has more RBIs. Their batting average is almost, you know, very similar. I would probably vote for Rizzo, but I think Bryant probably wins it. David, thanks for spending some time with us today. We really appreciate it. Jesse, my pleasure, man. Anytime you want me. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Curse Reversed. As always, you can find us on Twitter at Curse underscore Reversed. I'd love to hear what you thought of today's episode. Also, be sure to check out teespring.com slash reverse the curse. This limited edition design will only be available until Thursday, so you're going to want to act soon. Thanks again for listening, and we'll be back with more tomorrow about the Chicago Cubs.